Welcome to the Sent from Disneyland podcast. Here age relives fond memories of the past. If it's your first time joining us, welcome. On this podcast, we'll take a journey into the past and explore Disneyland and Disneyland history with mementos, snapshots, and postcards sent from Disneyland from 1955 to the present. The postcards from this episode will be viewable on Instagram at sentfromdisneyland or on my website, sentfromdisneyland.com. Today, I'm starting off by thanking my patrons from patreon.com. You can join in and receive mail from my desk or from my trips to Disneyland. I'm currently working on some new patron benefits. Patrons can sign up for as little as a dollar per month. Special thanks to Random Olive, the first patron to this podcast, and to the e-ticket patrons to Nia, Eric Daniels, Monica Seats Vega, Joe Gamble, Scott Booker, Russ Romano, Michael and Christina Cross, and Mary Henderson. C-Ticket patrons Serious Inquiries Only, Debbie Weinstein, Jennifer Schneep, Ruby McDowell, Grace Coat, Scott Cagle, and Ben and Noel Bruning, B-Ticket patron The Disney Rewind Podcast, and to the A-Ticket patrons Elise Sharp, Zealot Infinity, Claire Voigtlander, Alexis Robles, Maggie and Henry Byers, Angelique and the Block, The All Aboard Podcast, and Ana Fichas de la Torres. I am your host, your post-host Clocky, and today we have two postcards sent from Disneyland. The front of our first postcard has the E.P. Ripley railroad engine pulling into Main Street Station. Below the train station is the classic floral Mickey greeting guests and surrounded by attraction posters. Written at the top of the postcard is Greetings from Disneyland, the Magic Kingdom. On the back it reads, Entrance to Disneyland, Santa Fe Disneyland Railroad showing Mickey Mouse emblem and flowers. It's postmarked February 10th, 1958 with an Anaheim cancel and a two-cent red Jefferson postage stamp. Scott number 1033. I assume they visit the park on Sunday, February 9th, when park hours were from 10 a.m. to 7.30 p.m. The weather was a high of 68 and a low of 47, with a trace of precipitation. Park attendance that day was 2,865. It's addressed to a Mr. Jim Moore of Cleveland, Ohio. It reads, Feb 9.58. Hello, Jim. How are you and all the rest? Are you coming out on vacation? We would love to have you. Ask your mother to write, and I will write her soon. Love, Aunt Etta. When I started collecting Disney ephemera, I purchased a handful of Disneyland postcards and a few vintage Disneyland maps. I continued to collect maps and use them when researching my podcast episodes. My oldest vintage map is a 1956 map with Tinkerbell on the front. I do have a 1955 replica map of Disneyland from the Disney Store online subscription box for the 60th anniversary of Disneyland. I have a park map for each year from 1956 through 1964. The 1956 and 57 maps are very similar, with Tinkerbell on the front and a general park map in the middle. The 1958 map cover changed a bit, and instead of having Tinkerbell on the front, it had images for the five major lands, Tomorrowland, Fantasyland, Frontierland, and Adventureland. It's one of my favorite maps because it's right before the addition of the Matterhorn, the Monorail, and the Submarines. Although the map has very little information about the attractions, there are still images of most of the major attractions in Disneyland, like the Jungle Cruise, the Mark Twain, Dumbo, the Teacups, Casey Jr., the Autopia, and the Disneyland Diorama of the Grand Canyon on the Disneyland Railroad route. There are even some extinct attractions shown, like the Mike Fink Keelboats, the Calistoga Wagons, the Stagecoach Ride, the Skyway, Monsanto's House of the Future, and the Viewliner. There's even a reference to the black and white swans that used to swim in the moat in front of Sleeping Beauty Castle. Most of the written information on the map includes general information about places like the baby station, where to go when your child is lost, first aid, restroom, the dog kennel, mail and postage stamps, banking services, and the lockers. 
The map also has a list of all the food and refreshment stands in the park. The back of the map references the new attractions to Disneyland, the Grand Canyon, the Columbia, and the Alice in Wonderland attraction. It also lists the free shows and exhibits in Frontierland, Main Street, and Tomorrowland. Later on in the early 60s, there's a slight change between the 1960 and the 1961 map, with the addition of the monorail station at the Disneyland Hotel. The 1961, 1962, and 1963 map are relatively the same, they just change color, but the 1964 map of the park included less detail on the park map with illustrations to represent each land, including Main Street Station for Main Street, a Jungle Cruise boat with a skipper shooting towards a hippo for Adventureland, the Mark Twain for Frontierland, Sleeping Beauty Castle for Fantasyland, and both the Moonliner rocket ship and the Matterhorn for Tomorrowland. The Matterhorn would move from Tomorrowland to Fantasyland on a map sometime between 1971 and 1973. I chose this postcard because it was from 1958, the year of one of my favorite maps. And also because this year, on March 1st, the floral Mickey featured on the front of this postcard was replaced by a floral Minnie Mouse to celebrate Women's History Month. This is the first time the Mickey has been removed for a different character since the park opened in 1955. Announcement Enfield Post has moved. I'm excited to announce that you can now order vintage stamps at EnfieldPost.com. The new website is great, with great images of the vintage stamps for sale. You can head over to EnfieldPost.com and explore all the different vintage stamps you can use on your next card or letter. That's E-N-F-I-E-L-D-P-O-S-T on Instagram or .com for your wedding and vintage postage needs. Enfield Post is the official postage stamp sponsor of the Sent from Disneyland podcast. Our next postcard is a multi-view card with Disneyland written in red gothic calligraphy in the center of the card. The four images include Sleeping Beauty Castle with the Matterhorn in the background, the Mark Twain docked in Frontierland with a keelboat passing by on the rivers of America, a Jungle Cruise boat passing a charging hippo, and a submarine leaving to explore liquid space in Tomorrowland. On the back it reads, 1. Sleeping Beauty Castle, 2. Mark Twain, 3. Jungle Cruise, 4. Submarine Ride, Disneyland, Walt Disney's Fabulous Magic Kingdom, a place for the young and heart of all ages to find happiness and knowledge. It's postmarked July 1st, 1966, with the Simi California cancel and a four-cent black-and-white Lincoln postage stamp, Scott number 1282. I assume they visited the park on Thursday, June 30th, when park hours were from 9 a.m. to midnight. The weather was a high of 78 and a low of 63. Park attendance that day was 28,299. It's addressed to a Mr. and Mrs. Roy Burton and family of McDonald, Ohio. It reads, Hi, hope you people got to see this place on your travels. There certainly is a lot to see in this part of the country. I've talked to Mid a couple of times, but I don't think I'm going to get to see her, as we'll soon be heading for home. Dot and Bunny. Beginning in 1966, the park map started to have more information about the attractions and services around Disneyland. I'm attempting to add more maps to my collection, but in the late 1960s, Disneyland started producing more than one map per year, including maps for winter, spring, summer, and fall. It's great when writing episodes to look at when attractions or shops opened or closed around the park. These new detailed maps included maps of the individual lands, with information about attractions, food, refreshments, shops, and stores, and free shows and expositions. They also noted where you could find a telephone, a restroom, or a ticket booth, with a legend with a telephone for telephones, a triangle for restrooms, and a star for ticket booths. The maps also included additional photos of the attractions and stores around the park. The front part of these map booklets included a breakdown of the A, B, C, D, and E tickets, 
listing the attraction by ticket level. They would also include information about daily entertainment with general information and some specific times for the Disneyland band. Looking at my fall-winter 7071 map, there's even information about special events for October, November, December, and January. Some of the more interesting events include Mickey Mouse Fun Days, Thanksgiving Celebration, Christmas Holidays, the New Year's Eve Party, and First Happening 1971. These types of maps continued until the early 90s. This incoming postcard is sponsored by the Art Throwdown. Art Throwdown, or ATD, is an online craft hour on Instagram, starting at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 Pacific. I missed the Monday ATD that's hosted by paper artist Russ Romano, but caught some of the other days and the other hosts doing different art postcards and envelope art. Each host brings something a little different to each show. I'll list some of the regular hosts, or you can follow Russ Romano 2021 on Instagram. The front of my incoming postcard has five rows of eight colorful kanji characters on a white background. It's postmarked March 1st, 2022 with a Sacramento Council and four vintage postage stamps. A 20-cent Beavertail Cactus Stamp, Scott number 1944. A 5-cent Mail Delivery, 1863-1963 Stamp, Scott number 1238. A California 1769-1969 Stamp with a Mission Bell, Scott number 1373. And one of my favorite stamps, a 10 cent, it all depends on the zip code stamp, Scott number 1511. It reads, 26 February 2022, Palm Springs. Hello. Well, this is not a Disney postcard. It is from the Japanese Friendship Garden in Balboa Park, San Diego. Thanks for all the interesting Disney postcard podcast. So interesting. I wish Disney postcards weren't so elusive. I'm constantly searching. Have a magical day. Sincerely, Mary Carol. Thank you so much for the postcard. Interestingly, I studied Japanese in high school and went to Japan in the late 90s. Although I don't recognize any of the kanji or Chinese characters on the front of this postcard, I do know that it's hard to find Disney postcards. I'm excited that at the beginning of next month, there will be a vintage postcard show nearby. I also keep an eye out for Disney postcards while traveling, and they are hard to find. A few years ago, I found a few Texas postcards with Woody and some Toy Story characters on the front and sent them out while I was in Dallas, but it's been hard to find similar postcards ever since. Thanks for listening to Sent from Disneyland. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and tell your friends. It would be awesome to share your favorite episode. There are over 100 episodes to choose from. It would also help to leave a five-star rating and comment on whatever podcast platform you use. If you'd like to support the show financially, please check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash sentfromdisneyland. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at sentfromdisneyland or on Twitter at sentfromdisney. For questions and comments, send me a postcard addressed to... Sent from Disneyland, P.O. Box 44, Hood, California, 95639. This podcast is not affiliated with Disney, the United States Postal Service, or any post office or Disney properties. Opinions expressed on this podcast belong to its host and guest of the Sent from Disneyland podcast.